Well, he's not quite a coffee asshole, but he's still an asshole about coffee. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. This is the Journey for Java podcast, a show about coffee for people who enjoy coffee and like listening to stories about people, places, and things involving coffee. Seriously, only an asshole would make it this complicated. It's the Journey for Java podcast. You want some coffee? Yeah. Make it a fresh pot. A Britain on Tour podcast show. Fresh pot! About what else? Coffee. Coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? Here's BD. Journey for Java podcast. I am joined by an old friend from the other podcast, but stopping by to talk coffee on this podcast. It's Ray Zab from uh, RayZab.com. Capic Expeditions and Impossible to Possible. And what else? So many other things. I mean, I don't even know. There's so many things it seems these days. You know. Welcome back here. Thanks for having me on. I mean, Journey for Java. Who doesn't love coffee? I mean, that's the thing. We all love coffee, especially the people listening to this love coffee for sure. Yeah. So hey, I'm all about that. They definitely do. And when we so. Last time I had John was with Mercedes, my old uh, uh, co-host with the uh, travel pod, like the travel cast section of the Brenton mm-hmm. on tour podcast. And she uh, obviously went on to launch her own, which is great. We're um, a big supporter of what she's done. But at the end of that, you were like, hey, make sure that you uh, have me back on to talk about coffee. And here we are. So I wanted to get through all those cycles of, of the different um, modules that I was looking at trying to do. And then... I've circled back around now to coffee with the journey for Java now, which uh, touches on uh, tons of different stories about coffee, but you got a great story before anyone that's uh, just tuning in or listening for the first time to the podcast, you got to go back and listen to some of the other ones. Cause Ray, uh, do you want to give us the Coles notes version? You yeah, travel Coles notes version from the travel edition of uh, Brent's podcast. I mean, listen, I was a, Pack a day smoker, two pack a day smoker, unhealthy person until I was the age of 30. Um, discovered the outdoors in 2000, which is like a lifetime ago away. Uh, discovered the outdoors through my brother, who was living a life of passion and pursuit. And he was stoked about everything he was doing. And I just wanted to feel that way in my own life, which felt so directionless and unhappy and everything else. And unhealthy, obviously. And so I followed him into the outdoors and I changed my life 180 degrees. One thing leads to another. Um, and I start running ultra marathons and racing in ultra marathons all over the world. And um, lo and behold, uh, discovered that I had this engine, this similar engine to do these long feats of endurance that my brother did. I start competing in these ultra marathons and winning some races and deciding that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so from that point, I started running across deserts, doing expeditions across the Arctic to the South pole. And simultaneous to that started a foundation called impossible to possible in 2008, where I take young people on expeditions of their own all over the world, 100% free of charge. I'm a volunteer in the organization. And so every one of my expeditions, gosh, I'm, covered close to 20,000 kilometers on foot in the coldest and hottest places of the planet. Uh, Every one of my expeditions is in support of impossible to possible and our mission with that, which you can read more about online, but also I connect all of my expeditions with schools and classrooms and anyone who wants to follow along using live satellite. So I've got these sort of things bouncing around at the same time, subsequent to all of this in the last three years and the purpose for me being here, 
I started a guiding company called Capic One because there was a demand over the years, people saying to me, well, I see you taking these, been following all these youth expeditions and these young people getting to go on all these great trips. Why can't you take us? And I said, okay, <laughs> well, I'm not going to start a foundation for that also. But I decided that I would start a guiding company that also would support Impossible to Possible. So in the creation of the guiding business, we knew that we would have a storefront on our website. And I knew deep inside, as did my team, people have worked with my best friends in the world that have worked with me over the course of 31 expeditions around the world, both youth-based and my own, that we all had something in common. We love coffee. We always have. It's, it's integral to our expeditions. We came up with our own funny hashtag, which is no coffee, no expedition. And so we decided that instead of selling tents and sleeping bags and gear on our website, that we would, in fact, sell our own roasts of coffees, each of them time and effort spent in dialing the flavors and the notes and where those beans would come from and package them in a way that you could take them on an expedition or an adventure with you. They would remain fresh, the beans. And we would also sell the gear to make the coffee in the outdoors on the website. And so this thing, we, we started this, I think, Brandon, was the last time I talked to you that when it really yeah, started yeah. to sort of take off. And uh, we just keep putting our heart and soul into it. I mean, we did this during COVID. Um, the plan was to do this two, three years down the road. But we were like, hey. Sometimes yeah, you got to, uh, the one thing I'm noticing is that people are are having to change their plans, obviously, because of what's going on in the world. So, um some great things have come out of that and yeah, not, you know, and mugs not to interrupt you, but look at that. Well, look at that. It's a camera yeah, that's laser etched. It's not painted. It's like laser etched in there. And this mug weighs as much as a pound of coffee. It does literally because I request uh, one of those for sure. <laughs> I'll have to order something <laughs> online, but the, uh, um, yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a, a lot of these companies have, have had to, you know, what's the word of the year? The pivot. You've had to pivot their, 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 their plan to accommodate a lot of this and moving online and moving to, you know, a lot of them don't have brick and mortar storefronts. So they're, you know, that's mails, it's mail, it's subscription services, all the rest of it. So is that, is that sort of the model of the coffee right now? People can do subscription service to it. Where can they, they can, mostly they buy it? It's buy it online. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's industry standard subscription, but you know, this is the thing, you know, you, you, our coffee, we've priced it accordingly. Uh, it's it's a premium coffee. Uh, we feel it's best coffee in the world. I mean, it's just, you know, everybody loves their, their favorite coffee. But it's all fair trade coffee. It gives back to the farmers, roasters, co-ops that are, that are we're working with. Um, but you know what's a killer is the shipping. And so we've tried to encourage people. We're not Amazon and we're not distributed through Amazon. We are a small business. We're doing this because we're passionate about it. And a percentage of each bag sold goes back to support the youth expeditions with impossible to possible. So we have a website where people can order online. We are starting to show up in retail. Um, and primarily we are in outdoor retail uh, that continues to expand. And where we'll go with that, we'll see. We will be at some of the bigger ultra marathons this year. Um, and, uh, people can subscribe for sure and save money on it. it. It's we've offered it. It's something that we're going to probably pursue a little bit more, but our customers have been repeat customers anyhow, because they love the coffee and it's this whole sort of 
adventure. If you're out camping, anybody that's watching this, that, you know, you're in the outdoors. Hey, listen, we all love our coffee first thing in the morning or any time of day, but there's nothing like cracking open the tent. It's a beautiful morning. Right. You know, having a coffee press, right. Or using your AeroPress or however you're preparing your coffee pour over and you're sitting there in the outdoors, you know, having that cup of coffee. So we wanted the perfect cup of coffee to do that with whether a light roast, medium or a dark. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, you do sell and you sell the, the, the go AeroPress and all the rest of it, which is awesome. Um, I'm a big supporter of the, uh, the AeroPress and, and all that stuff. And on the go, I've gotten a couple different picks for on the go. Uh, I would imagine you had to get creative with your approach to, uh, making coffee on the go, uh, reaching out to different co- companies about, um, what they're offering and how they can make your, your journey better out there, you know, to try to get it across. So it's very, it's very creative and fun. And, and, uh, I think it's a great thing that you're doing there. It's awesome. Well, it's, it's funny because people ask us about Capricorn and we're like, listen, we, we sell expeditions. You want to cross Siberia with us? We got you. You want to go to the Atacama desert? We got that too, but also we sell coffee, you know? So it's this, yeah. it's this connection. And the funny thing is, is when we, you know, last, I had a group of clients in the Atacama pre COVID Atacama desert is the driest place on earth for anyone that's not familiar with it. It's in Chile. It sort of straddles the Andes Mountains. A beautiful, beautiful place. And the biggest, deepest starry skies at night on the planet. And sitting out there early, early in the morning, everyone just sitting around a campfire and we're all sitting on coffee. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at my buddy who's my partner. I'm like, this is what it's about right here. I mean, it's capturing this in a bag, right? Like this is what we are all about. And so that's where our, if you will, branding and marketing is, but it's also where our fa- flavors are and our beans are because they're, it, it, coffee is that important to us. I, I know this is what I love about your podcast. It's a coffee podcast and we love coffee. Mm-hmm. But if you understand the love for coffee, your listeners understand that totally. visceral love we have for coffee. It goes beyond, oh, I'd like a cup of coffee. That it's not, that's not, it's deeper than that. You know, it's an emotional. It's, it's, it really connects people yeah. around the world. And I, I, uh, because I was so late to it and people are obviously familiar with this podcast, they understand, you know, that my journey was a little different when it came to um, this whole thing. And, and I was late to it and all the rest of it. But I'll tell you, um, it's been something to, uh, to, to see how it connects everyone together. Cause you can, you can go out and um, to give you an example, obviously I, I tour the world and I, and I run concerts. So that is a heavy drinking and, and partying kind of atmosphere, but I've removed that from my, from the equation and I've switched to trying to find the best coffee in the world, which is kind of how this started was trying to find the best coffee that I could find all over the world. And it, what it did is it sure it eliminated me from the drinking Olympics fun and game that happens out there on tour. But what it did do is it started connecting me with coffee people all over the world, including the coffee people on tour. So it led to these amazing journeys around the world where I was able to kind of go try to find the best coffee in the world, the best roasters, all these things. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't even like begin to imagine how coffee connects everybody because mm. I was so late to it. And cause you know, whiskey drinkers connect. Sure. But it's like when you're on tour and it's like, Oh, what do you drink? Uh, I'll have a Jameson or I'll have this. Great. But when you say to somebody that you, you know, that you're trying an Ethiopian uh, or Tim Wendelbow Ethiopian or, or, or something from around the, the world, people that are in the no go, 
oh, so you like good coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure like, you know, there's people that you, you guys get to school on your expeditions. It's like, well, I've got this coffee. Try, wow. Where did you get this from? Right. Where'd you, and you get to tell that story about why you have that as well. So mm-hmm. how did you find your, like, where did you actually go to find your coffee? Well, okay. So that's, that's an awesome question. So a friend of mine is a roaster in Ottawa and we have done uh, various fundraising events at the roastery uh, for our organization, impossible to possible. And when I first got this idea and this concept that we were going to do this and get really serious about it, we said, okay, well, we have to do it right. Like, you know, and we needed honest advice on exactly what it is that we were trying to achieve with each one of our roasts. So I went to him, he said, yeah, I'm going to guide you guys through it. Tell me exactly the flavor profiles. And so we started experimenting with different beans to get exactly what it was that we were trying to dial into. And the first roast, uh, which actually you have up there, the Arctic winter dark uh, was about six months of tasting to get it exactly right. And then once it was dialed, we knew it was just like, that is the roast that you want to have that cup of coffee that you want to have when it's minus 60, it's the Arctic, it's dark. The sun's barely coming up that day. And if you want to get out on those skis all day, pulling that 150 pound sled, you need something to hammer down on. And it's become our bestseller. Uh, And it is a, very robust, darky, dark roast with a barky sort of undertone, notes of caramel and chocolate, as we like to see in a dark roast, but it is not burnt. It's not burnt. I, I, I wanted to eliminate even that a bit of that acrid. We wanted that out of there. And so it's incredibly smooth. And yeah, yeah. that is, the, you know, we and, and just we're talking like a degree of roasting change, right? Half a degree can change all that. And I didn't realize until we got into this, is it just like you getting into the game late? I didn't realize there were so many nuances to Mm -hmm. roasting the beans and just the time of year that the beans have been, you know, come from the warehouse or, or from the co-op or there's just so many variables. So we have a light roast, for example, that is the the, the epitome of what the Atacama desert is. It's intense. It hits you. It's citrusy. It's it's very specific bean, a Guatemalan bean from one farmer, single sourced. And when we run out, we run out. That's it. You know, it. And when our roaster runs out, that's it. It's over. Right. And so we'll hopefully get the next year. But it's going to taste a little bit different next year because it all depends on how the farmer you know, the weather was and everything. So we love those nuances. We embrace them. And it's just like an adventure. It's just what an adventure or an expedition is. It can be sometimes unpredictable, like in the case of the Atacama roast, but it can also, in the case of the Arctic dark, be exactly what you need and, you know, turn that out and, and, and make it as consistent as possible. Do you, um, did you go, have you gone to these regions? I mean, I'm going to get into a bit of a quiz for you in a second, but did you um, go, you know, to, have you gone to the farm? No, have you because, gone? As with, because of the pandemic, there's been yeah. no trouble. And sure. so we kicked off, uh, we had conversations in fall 19 with plans of doing such. Yeah. In the pandemic hit, but our roaster has been everywhere. Who, is, who do you use for roasting in Ottawa? It's a secret. 
Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> That's fine. I actually, well, I had a great uh, guest on from Ottawa just a little while ago that has a community roasting, um, uh, you know, so we can talk off air about that. But it would be interesting if our worlds collided there yeah. a second ago. Yeah. It would be funny. But um, yeah, they, they did some really uh, cool stuff and, and I, I was a real big fan of what they're doing. So, so many great coffee places in Ottawa. Yeah so many that well they're I, popping up all over the world too which is amazing because right, the culture right. is coming now and i and that's funny because as i said i've only been around since 2016 on this thing but um as i go into every single well even locally i mean i'm out here in vancouver we have tons and anytime i'm any in any city in the lower mainland or wherever it's like okay i gotta try to find the best coffee i can find and it's in and um I, you know, it's, it's just fun to discover I, I totally no, diff- no different than a finding a great, probably a craft beer or whatever, you know, but you can yeah. just drink, you can drink a ton of them. For me, it's a very, uh, like I love espresso. That's what I like. Yeah. It's simple. It's either really good or it's really bad. It's like in my, you know, like I never, I've never had an espresso where I'm like, mm. Oh, it's kind of okay. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be coffee snobby about it, but when I'm on an expedition, That's okay. this is coming from a guy, don't forget, who has to, you know, pull their food, living on coconut oil and noodles for 30 days sure. in the Arctic. And I'm using a French press every day and we do something, this is going to sound really bad to you, but I'm going to tell you anyhow, using a French press, for example, a rugged plastic French press on an expedition. And we press our beans through once me and my teammate, typically there's an Italian guy, Stefano Gregoretti, who comes with me, who also appreciates really good coffee. We'll press those beans through and dude, we do, we do a whole second round and we just, we're like second press, let's do it. And we'll reuse the beans and get whatever we can out of it. Like squeeze every ounce of goodness. Wow, you gotta, you gotta, you know? So but you know? at the same time, when I'm at home or I'm going to coffee shops, I really want to have a great espresso, you know? What do you kind of gear are you working with at home? Like what's Sorry, your, what, what, oh. kind of gear, what kind of gear are you working with at home? Well, for coffee, if you're, you know, my favorite, uh, I think the AeroPress is, it, it, it brews up an exceptional cup of coffee. If you get the water temperature, yeah. right. You got to figure out what you like and totally. how you, hot you want to get those oils. But, you know, I just like the clean and the cleanness of it. You know, there's very little sediment. Again, I'm used to drinking coffee in multiple forms on expedition. And so I'm used to having grounds in my cups. But, you know, at home, I, you know, I'd like to have that. I like to have that, that AeroPress going. But also, I mean, I'm straight up. Perk is great. And um, we have a, a, a Breville espresso machine. And I think it does a great job. I mean, it's it was what our budget allowed for. And that's what we have. And it's great. You know, I think we had the exact same gear. I got the AeroPress. I had Leverpresso send me something uh, for the podcast, which is like espressos on the go. Um, I've got the, I got the Breville barista express at home, uh, which is really cool. And, uh, you know, the entry level, uh, on that side of it, I've had, you were talking about not wanting to be a coffee snob, but I just, I just did an up ep- two episodes with the Vancouver coffee snob and these guys from North Carolina called the coffee snob podcast. And we, t- we called it coffee snobs and assholes where we were debunking, <laughs> we're, you know, it's, it was okay. It was like, what would the coffee snob say? And then yeah. what would, you know, what would the regular person? And it was a really good kind of visit as to entry level gear and all the rest of it. So at home, I've got the lever press. So I've got AeroPress, I've got the uh, Breville uh, Barista Express. So I'm kind of covered. And then uh, my friends at Varia Brewing sent me a four in one 
kit, which is like basically allows me to do pour over, allows me to do mocha, allows me to do French and it allows me to do cold brew if I need to all at home. Uh, it's great for camping and things like that. So really great that you're uh, basically working on the same gear that I am. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the only one I'm not like, I've never been fussy about the mocha because it's so hard to get it exactly right. Totally. You know? And you got to be silly and they just like, they somehow work magic. But I, you know, I prefer uh, when on expedition because mocha is super easy on an expedition. You could bring a tiny little one. Right. But I I prefer actually using the French press on the expeditions because it's practically indestructible. I have a GSI French press, which are made out of this. I don't know what it is. P-Bax or whatever they call it. It's like indestructible pretty much. I beat the crap out of those things and they, they keep on ticking. So really great stuff. Um, so I want to touch on a couple of things uh, as we run down on time here. I, I got this uh, this section called the espresso shot, in mm-hmm. which case I'm going to hammer you with a couple of questions here. And I want you to just give me um, something that you can give me within like two minutes. Like we'll try to get them all done here in two minutes. Okay. So it's basically about five questions okay. that we're going to roll through here. Uh, and I'm going to uh, just change the graphic here and we'll get it uh, going this way. Uh, it is the Journey for Java espresso shot with my guest, Ray Zahab. Three, two, one. What is your favorite region for coffee? Sumatra. Sumatra. Mm-hmm. Why? I love the earthiness. That's the earthiness tone. Of it. Yeah. Awesome. What's the biggest myth about coffee that you can debunk right now? that you get wired if you're, you know, it's just going to make you feel horrible and that it's bad for you. It's not bad for you. Coffee's good for you. Just like everything else in life in moderation, but how much coffee is good for you? In my time, in my what's, your, what's your consumption per day? Mm, six espressos, maybe. There you go. <laughs> you need to get up those mountains. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite coffee that's not yours? Coffee brand that's not yours that you've discovered. Ooh, I would have to say, oh, that's a tough one. Okay, there is a place outside of Montreal called, I think it's called Cafe Volcan, Volcanique. It might be spe- spelled with a, like it's a play on the word volcanic, and it is a Hawaiian coffee that is just, it's incredible. Uh, and uh, Bridgehead in Ottawa. And advice for someone getting into coffee for the first time that thinks Tim Horton's marketing campaign is everything and they need to go get a double double and all the rest of it. How do you tell someone getting into coffee, do it right the first time? What's your advice? Well, I mean, to try something different, you mean in that case? So instead of like, you know, I'm saying you sit down someone says, I'm going to take you for a coffee and someone like, says i've never had a coffee before what should i do my my spouse does double double or my friends do uh, uh a latte or my friends do this or or uh my my grandpa was uh three creams and a sugar what is your like you know must like if you're gonna start in coffee for the first time you have to do this a really awesome dark roast drip that's the first thing you have to try if you if you're having coffee for the first time if that's story where you're going and then I'm a big believer in, and then once you get the taste for something like that, you go to straight up double espresso. Don't change it. Don't do anything to it. Just enjoy it. That, my friends, is the espresso shot on this week's Journey for Java with Reza Hab. Okay, so moving on. We've got a couple minutes left uh, as we go through. So the pandemic comes. 
uh, stops your travel. Uh, you're, you know, getting the coffee kind of rolling through. I know that you've got a few things planned that you're going to talk about down the road on your own. Um, but as we get out of here and we start rolling, um, I want to just um, circle back to uh, Impossible to Possible. If you want to just touch a little bit on on how people can get in touch with you about that and uh, learn more a little bit about that, because it's a great cause. Well, getting in touch with me is super easy. I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, um, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I have a public page. I do communicate direct messages through that page every day. Uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera. Um, Impossible to Possible has a website. And as we talked about before, the organization itself, we're a nonprofit in Canada, charity in the United States of America. We've been going for 13 years now. Uh, delivering content, free content, free expeditions to youth all over the world. And people learn about it. Check it out. And then, it, and if it interests you, let us know. I mean, ranging from, uh, we're lo- always looking for corporate sponsors and for these youth expeditions, but we're also always looking for schools to bring on board, to share the expeditions with, et cetera. So check it out. There's some great stuff here. People have gone on all these expeditions, which I'm dying to do myself one day. I can't wait to actually go out and uh, and do and do one of these if I ever get the time to do it. But it's uh, quite something to uh, it's quite something to do. So it's amazing to see. Uh, that's where you can find Ray uh, right there on everything. Uh, that's where they can buy the coffee as well, my friend. Yeah, Capic one. Capital1.com, that's our guiding business and our coffee website. You have a little shop there that you can buy your coffee from. We ship North America wide. Uh, we will be uh, in the U.S. next year roasting, and so hoping to drop some of those shipping costs to our American neighbors. Amazing. Well, I love your story, man, and I'm going to put more stuff up here for people to uh, definitely check out uh, where you've been and what you've been up to. Uh, Impossible to Possible, as we mentioned before, is a great cause. Um, definitely check it out and when you get a chance to do it. Uh, Raiseahab.com for everything, Ray, on all the socials. And uh, check out his coffee, all of his products everywhere at capicone.com. Man, there's lots of places to find you and in a great story. Uh, I really appreciate the time today, man, on a Sunday. We're going to release this this week on all the platforms. Um, it is the Journey for Java with Ray. Any parting news, my friend, for our listeners at home? Well, I don't have any. I mean, uh, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> so you know what the news is? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make an espresso and then I'm going to go for a run and it's Groundhog Day. You know, for right now, but things are things are improving. So, awesome. <laughs> we do great stuff, right? Thanks for your time, man, and uh, all the best uh, for the rest of uh, twenty one. Uh, when we talked before you, I know you were hoping to split and go do something, but hopefully you'll have a chance to do that this summer, dude. This summer, oh, this summer, which would be great. Yeah. That's Ray Zahab. This is the Journey for Java podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you.
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.